Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, when we record this show, the Paracast, we're using a special application for Mac called Audio Hijack, which does what it says. It grabs audio from multiple sources. And before we do that, we have a feature, a denoise feature to reduce background noise, and it will learn background noise over a three-second process. So therefore, the noise is learned. And in response to that comment, Randall said, This sounds like a good name for a band. I imagine there probably is a band called The Noise, actually. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. How about a band called The Noise is Learned? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised about that either. It's there. You know what? Band names these days are like domain names. There's registries and you go out there and you try to, to find a name and there's just about a 90% probability or higher that whatever name you think you've got that is cool, somebody else has already got it. Well, and you can't use that name necessarily if, it, you know, depending on what sort of union you're in, like actors, even actors can't use their real name if it's the same name as somebody else. Let me give you an example of that. We had an actor. He was one of the monkeys, no longer around, David Jones. We had another guy, an aspiring singer named David Jones, but he couldn't use that name. It's taken. So he became David Bowie. And we've all heard of him, and he's no longer around either, and I guess, unfortunately. Did you ever see him in concert? Yes. We, I saw him in Edmonton up here. It was one of the most amazing shows uh, I've ever seen. Miguel? No, I don't know if uh, Bowie ever performed here in Mexico. Well, he's probably the most famous one I saw. I saw him with my son Grayson in the early 2000s. I think it was before he had a heart attack. So it may have been one of the last concerts he gave, but he really worked hard. I don't know why we're talking about this. Well, it's interesting because how... of the noise. <laughs> <laughs> well. But you know who has toured in Mexico, who's really super famous, and I was just watching a documentary about this, is the Rolling Stones. They're like huge down in like Central America and, and, and even in South America, too. I, I couldn't believe it. Like... It's amazing that these guys can just keep on going and do what they do year after year after year at their age. Another example is Paul McCartney. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's... Uh, yeah, Paul McCartney, I've seen him twice here in Mexico. I would love to see that, but I have a suspicion. Yeah, yeah. I have a suspicion that the tickets will be $200 each. Not in Mexico. Well, it depends where you sit. Yeah, not in Mexico. <laughs> right, but I don't want to have to use a telescope. Well, yeah, but uh, sometimes with those kind of concerts, it doesn't matter where you sit because uh, it's such a great performance. Uh, unless what you want to do is to actually be there and, 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 and see the man, you know, right up front, close without the need of a screen, right? The, the, the giant screen behind, behind the band. But now the irony is that nobody does that anyway, because everybody is watching the concert from the screen of their own cell phone, which is really annoying, in my opinion. <laughs> like nobody can experience a concert Without, without the filter of social media that, you know, uh, I Instagram, therefore I am. 
That is such an, a valid observation. And, and I haven't been to a big concert, well, since the Stones at BC Place out here, which is pretty big too. But they, not everybody in their dog had a cell phone necessarily out for that. You know, uh, this is back in the 80s. So it, it just wasn't like today. Uh, that is a really bizarre thing. Like, why even bother? I mean, you could stay home and watch it on your big screen TV. By the way, yeah. I was just looking here at the prices in France. It ranges from a start of $89 for the rear, okay, to $287 right up to the front area. Whoa. Hmm. But, uh, but, yeah, okay, let's just dive right in here then to the, on, onto the deep end then, okay? Because uh, Miguel... Red pill junkie is your moniker. That's like your uh, persona, your your uh, your stage name, and of course that comes uh, mm-hmm. straight out of the Matrix. Okay, which kind of, t- kind of ties into this whole yeah. way that our consciousness seems to be moving into this digital realm. Just the other day, I watched the Matrix again for about the fourteenth time. Uh, seems like every few number of months i'll you know just put it on and and i still see things in it that i didn't notice the time before so lately i've been having this feeling and i've had this feeling all my life like you know in the matrix of course you must know the matrix pretty well when neo meets morpheus and morpheus sits him down Mm -hmm and explains to him why he's there you know that scene mm-hmm. he goes you you're here because yeah, you know something it right tells him that there's something about the world that you can't point out uh, the splinter in your head driving you mad right exactly yeah and you don't know what it is you just feel like you're displaced like the world that you're in isn't your own and do you ever feel like that yourself <laughs> all the time uh, <laughs> <laughs> well yeah at some point uh, uh there uh, i think that's uh the primal characteristic of the psychology of the outsider someone who's never felt comfortable uh being part of a, of a, the mainstream group, being part of the cool kids, people who who question the reason the threat of uh, of of societal rules. You know uh, why those things have to be this way. You know why why we have to be this way instead of the other way. Why why, why we have to go to church? Why we have to get up in the morning and go to school, you know, why, why, why? And and the people who are more successful in this life are those who accept those rules, uh, you know, without a question, you know? Like, uh, I, re- I remember listening to a podcast, someone was uh, uh, mentioning an interview with a very famous and very successful uh, football coach. 
and 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 the journalist asked the, the, the coach, "Okay, what's what's the secret behind your success uh, in 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 this game?" And the coach uh, replied, "The secret is to understand the game very well, but not to the point of really comprehending how meaningless it really is." Right, uh, and <laughs> okay. I guess there's there are many things in society that are, that are like that. Uh, I don't know. Getting back to your question, yeah, I feel that's uh, like one of the reasons why many people uh, are interested in 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 this field. It's probably something of a chicken and egg question. And is it is it because you are wired? in a certain kind of way that you are drawn to these very obscure, marginalized topics, or is it the other way around, that because you are interested in these topics that you yourself become marginalized and, 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 and drawn away from the, the quote-unquote normal or desirable pursuits in society? Uh, you know, I guess probably it's an unanswerable question, and it's probably a, a, a thing about, yeah, a bit of uh, a bit of both we're but, going uh, to have a bit of both can, announcements here we've got red pill junkie and me and randall you're in the paracast we also have swag you know we have all these exclusive paracast things that you can buy We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. We can all agree these are troubled times, right? So do you know who's on your wireless network? Whether it's a big company selling your data or a foreign hacker, if you're not protected, everybody sees your information. That's why you need Flash Routers, a custom Wi-Fi router created for privacy. Flash Routers uses a virtual private network or VPN to protect your online activity from hackers, trackers, and large corporations. And not just one, but all your devices with one out-of-the-box setup. Plus, Flash Routers also enhances your wireless network performance and unlocks powerful router management tools to let you take total control of your network. Call or click Flash Routers today at 1-866-509-5817 or flashrouters.com. That's 1-866-509-5817 or flashrouters.com. Protect your wireless home network today with Flash Routers. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. 
We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Join me, George Norrie, at the Health Freedom Expo October 25th and 26th in Tinley Park near Chicago. The Health Freedom Expo is an incredible weekend exploring the latest in natural and alternative medicine with more than 100 lectures, workshops, and exhibits. Meet leading experts including Patch Adams, Lisa Oz, Ocean Robbins, Doc Wallach, Aaron Elizabeth, and so many more. Plus, I'll host a luncheon and discussion on natural healing breakthroughs. The Health Freedom Expo can help you learn to achieve a naturally vibrant and healthy life. Join us to explore how you can take your wellness into your own hands and meet others who are doing the same thing. Get your tickets today at TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com. That's TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com or call 1-888-658-3976. That's 1-888-658-3976. TrinityHealthExpo.com or 1-888-658-3976. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug-out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We have that knowledgeable, brilliant philosopher himself, Red Pill Junkie. Are you a philosopher, sir? No. I guess everybody is a philosopher in a certain way. If you devote time to think about uh, things, right? Uh, maybe most people don't have the inclination because they're too busy, you know, living life, whatever. No, I wouldn't consider myself a philosopher. You know, I I, I would prefer to be use that. Uh, title that John Keel used in his business car, not an authority on anything. <laughs> or as some that's, people say, a professor of ignorance. That's what I use. That's good. That's a good one, too. That's a way of being of being overly modest, I, I think. I, of course, we have a couple of threads on the forum here where we get into talking about philosophy. And you know, one of the points that was made along the way somewhere is that if you philosophize, it makes you a philosopher. I think it's only this sort of special status that we uh, we put on, say, famous personalities or people with uh, academic credentials, but they're not really needed. And anyone who takes the time to think about these deeper subjects, to philosophize about them, to wonder about our place in the world, and if they do that enough, and it matters to them, uh, and they write about it, they think about it, they express their 
their opinions and beliefs in a well-substantiated, thought-out manner, which you do because you do write these articles from time to time and come up with lots of ideas about it on your own. So, uh, you know, maybe you might not consider yourself to be a philosopher, but I'd say you probably fall into that category. Well, thanks. Uh, I appreciate uh, the, the compliment. I agree that you don't need a, a college degree, you know, a piece of paper that tells, yeah, this man is a certified philosopher. That's, uh, you know, kind of nonsense. Yeah, you can, yeah. You can study philosophy in university. That doesn't, doesn't make you a philosopher. Uh, Turner's McKenna uh, didn't finish college. And I consider him to be one of the most important philosophers of the late 20th century. Of course, you wouldn't find his name if the standard curricula of uh, uh, philosophy studies. And yet, the the impact and the spread of his of his message it would be enviable to you know someone like Nietzsche you know I'm, I'm pretty sure that if you uh, search for Nietzsche or Nietzsche related videos on YouTube it would it would pale in comparison with with the number of, of videos you will find about Terence McKenna and uh, you know I'm not an expert in in who said what when it comes to philosophy but now he's more into altered states of consciousness I think, if I'm recalling sort of what he's about more, right? Yes, for sure, definitely. That's, that was his shtick. He was the birth of the, of the psychedelic movement after the likes of Timo Leary or uh, Alan Watts, maybe, uh, or Randas. Uh, we're not making the cut anymore. Well, I'm not going to say Randas, but Timothy Leary for sure. He was already too old, maybe, maybe a bit uh, uh, too tired or just too boring for the new audiences. And that's when when Terence McKenna found his niche. But I think that the, the brilliancy in McKenna is that he could expand beyond the mere things about psychedelics. He could also talk about any kind of of, of 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 topics he was a polymath his uh, brother dennis uh he talked that he said that his brother brilliancy was he was able to to mesmerize his, his audience by talking with con- considerable authority about any topic and maybe his opinion would not be valid or correct but the way he would say it it would sound, you know, like it, it would convince you. Had he had charisma, and I respect that. You can you can listen to his um, to his uh, lectures on, on on YouTube or or whatever, and there's still a lot of, of what he says that I found valid. Obviously, he made mistakes. You know, I guess his more he, his more blatant mistake was uh, his adherence with his theory of his his. Um, time wave zero uh, theory that there will be in the year 2012 coinciding with the end of the, of the Mayan calendar there will be some kind of like uh, singularity or eschaton that will be achieved and that's when there will be kind of like uh, a 
revolution and trans a transformation of mankind. And many of his friends, Robert Sheldrake, for example, will take him to task because uh, at one point it sounded like an interesting idea, but uh, they never really bought it. And then uh, some people started to question it, you know, mathematicians who found uh, blatant errors in his in his calculation, his years, because he wasn't really a, a he wasn't really a, a a scientist, you know, he, like like we're saying, he was a philosopher. He was a big picture kind of person, and that's something that's sorely lacking in this world. I feel because one of the problems with modern science, in my opinion, is uh, over specialization. You know, you will you will have a microbiologist who will never have an inclination to learn anything about maybe astronomy. You know. And likewise, an astronomy who will not have any inclination to learn about ancient history. But the culture needs people who can take a big picture kind of perspective and trying to connect the dots between seemingly disparaging fields of study. And that's when you get people like, for example, Graham Hancock, who finds interesting ideas in, in astronomy in archaeology, in geology, and they put together these pieces and come up with something that's uh, revolutionary, you know, and, and even somewhat heretical, orthodox science, the idea that, yeah, there might have been a very advanced civilization that was wiped out around, you know, 15,000, 13,000 years ago. And astronomers will say that's nonsense, Archaeology will say that's nonsense, but then sooner or later, there are more pieces of the puzzle that give credence to these uh, heretical ideas. And then sooner or later, the heretical ideas become part of the orthodoxy. We're going to break in a moment. And I just want to observe that scientists keep moving back the origins of early humanity. Hundreds of thousands of years ago, they keep finding these fossils. They're older and older. And you wonder here, when life started on Earth, humanoid life, hmm, we've been around for a while, but we're still messing things up. Red Pill Junkie, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy, we are trying not to screw things up. You're in the Paracast. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com 
Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. USA Radio News with Wendy King. A big post-Thanksgiving storm system is moving into the Northeast, causing travel troubles. Rain is expected in the Mid-Atlantic, and other parts of the country are now seeing snow. WPRI-TV reporter Brittany Schaefer is talking with people at Rhode Island's TF Green Airport. Dorothy and Robert Todd are flying home to Tampa early. They tell me their flight was scheduled for Monday morning, but they rescheduled due to the storm. We knew we weren't going to get out. So we tried Manchester, where we were going out of, couldn't get out, couldn't get out of Boston, and we got a flight out of here. The first major snowstorm of the season arriving as millions are traveling home from the Thanksgiving holiday. AAA estimates 4.5 million people to fly over the holiday. Robert Todd tells me it wasn't easy finding an earlier flight. We had a chain, you know, two different, three different airports before we found a flight. This is USA Radio News. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-605-6995. Immediately, that's 800-605-6995. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-605-6995 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-605-6995. That's 800-605-6995. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-605-6995 for your free author submission kit. Bags under the eyes, crow's feet, fine lines and wrinkles are things adults complain about as they age. Now, there's Instantly Ageless. It works in minutes and is great for men and women. Here's Dr. Sonia Bacha on The Doctors. So this is a product we're going to see if it works. It's called Instantly Ageless. And the idea is that it works very quickly. Is you just need a very small amount. And then you apply it to areas where you might be a little bit puffy. I have just looked at what's in this product. And one of them is something called Argyroline, which is sort of a darling in dermatology right now, it's a peptide or a protein that actually relaxes the muscle. It's also called Botox in a bottle. The other active ingredient in this is silicates, which are almost act like a clay. They're minerals, and they're making the skin sort of tighter. It's actually increasing the surface tension on the skin to push that herniated fat pad back. Try Instantly Ageless today at GCNLife.com. That's GCNLife.com. 30-day money-back guarantee and preferred price discount at GCNLife.com. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I wonder, guys, if we is any way to even know 
what might have happened. Like if we had this advanced civilization 10 or 15,000 years ago, we can call it Lemuria, Atlantis, whatever. Would there be artifacts still here now if there was a major catastrophe? How many years after we're wiped out would all evidence or most evidence of our existence be gone? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. There was even a, a recent paper uh, submitted by two scientists. It was kind of like a mind experiment of, of trying to see if you could find traces of uh, an advanced civilization that was millions of years old. And mind you, it's not like this, what these guys are, are saying there was such a thing. You know, they're, we're not talking here about uh, reptilians, uh, you know, having uh, flying saucers or whatever millions of years before the, the, the advent of, of, of Homo sapiens. What they were saying is that the way of geological processes happen, if such a civilization would have existed back then, there will be absolutely no remnants of them that would have survived uh, in our present time. So that's something that we should be keep in mindful that there's something interesting. Well, I don't know if I would go that far because, I mean, think about it. We have fossils mm -hmm. of living things sure. that are hundreds of millions of years. I mean, you know, it's... it's, it's the evidence is out there for things like sure. dinosaurs and, and trilobites. And, and it's like science knows a lot about the past. And things aren't, don't just disappear that easily, you know. So especially things that, that don't break down. Like, so for example, we've got these nuclear waste dump sites that are in this really super stable bedrock that millions of years from now will still be there and somebody could dig it up and find the remains of, you know, our nuclear waste dumps. And there'd be no question that there was some civilization here. Well, but, but we're talking about maybe uh, different things here. We're one, one is uh, we're talking about fossils and yeah, obviously fossils can be preserved for millions of years, provided there are special conditions for it. Uh, you know, like no predation from from animals that will, you know, destroy the carcass or whatever, the right uh, minerals that manage to preserve the carcass, lack of oxygen, uh, things like that. You know, uh, uh, I'm not an expert in geology, but I will say that uh, the percentage of, of living tissue that manages to, to be converted into a fossil you know, into a, into an, a non-organic material is almost infinitesimal, you know, compared with the amount of life that, was, that existed in our planet, you know, in ancient times. And also, let's, let's look at uh, the fragility of our modern technology, you know. For example, uh, what happens when you have uh, something stored in a compact disc, a compact disc is not something that is going to last like forever. It will only it will only be usable for maybe twenty to thirty years. I'm not even talking about if you are able to find um, a machine that will be able to read the information on on, on the on the disc. 
You know, I'm talking about the way that uh, that material, the plastic, uh, and uh, it, it gets degraded by things like uh, ultraviolet radiation. In other, in other words, uh, the light of the sun. Right? Plastics are also very brittle uh, due to to uh, the action of the environment. So it's it's difficult to ascertain uh, just the kind of things that could be preserved in a long amount of time. And obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm using the example of our modern technology. And the problem with our technology is that it is made, designed to break down, you know, by, by uh, economic forces that uh, wants us to keep uh, uh, replacing our, our telephones, keep replacing our cars, keep replacing our refrigerators every number of years because that's that's how our economy works. Maybe another civilization will have other impulses, you know, to create create something that will maybe store information that will last a great amount of time. I'm thinking right now of, I don't know if you guys have heard of this crazy project to create a, a clock that is supposed to last uh, 10,000 years. I think it's called the Long Now uh, Project. And it's been uh, sponsored by Jeff Bezos, the, the, the richest man in the world. I think these guys want to build this clock inside some deep cavern. And they want it to last there longer than the pyramids. And it's really, really hard because we're not used, you know, modern Westerners, we're not used to thinking in, in such long amounts of time. We, we, think, we think in very immediate terms, you know, things. Well, like, okay. I mean, yeah, I think there's some valid points there for sure. Um, but I mean, Okay, so like, like you know, we we look it up quickly, and we yeah. find that you know, even microscopic life—it's life that you would think was, uh, you know, too small to survive any sort of of record—and yet we find three point seven billion years old fossil records of life on Earth. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I mean, and and that's something as fragile as like microscopic bacteria. Sure. It, I, it's just, it just seems inconceivable to me that if there was a civilization, an entire civilization, that there would be no trace of it anywhere other than in have mythology. You, you know, it have, just, it's, I could see maybe some small, like, okay, here's, here's what, here's what I'm willing to sort of go with. I'm that mm. so, some isolated civilization that didn't spread through the whole planet, but maybe it was just on some, area you know let, let's go with the whole atlantis thing some isolated island out in the middle of the ocean near some subduction zone or something um millions of years ago somehow was able to create enough industry and everything else for them to leave the planet and they took off and the island sunk and went down into the subduction zone and it's gone but i suppose that's possible one thing randall i would think though if you had the civilization spawned on a one continent if they were that advanced to get off world they would have explored the entire planet yeah you'd think mm -hmm. so you know but uh, you know i was just trying to find you know where where would the loophole be that would allow something like that to happen it would have to be very specialized 
and you know a very specialized situation type situation to er- to erase all their trace of their existence it just seems like a very that seems even more difficult than creating the clock that would last you well, know like you know you're just hitting the possibility here say they decide to leave earth for whatever reason and did not want anyone to find evidence of their existence so they did what some people do in terms of security well they blow up their continent yeah maybe and this is where this is what i like it when i go when i go to this and i go down this path i don't think necessarily that it came from here i still believe that alien visitation could have been a reality a long time ago and they br- simply brought the technology with them enough for them to to create um a community some somewhere but without all the requisite in industry and mining and everything else that goes along with it in order to build it i just want to give you one thought the end of the ronald d moore version of Battlestar galactica rpj gene and randall you're in the paracast For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. With more people listening to radio than visit Google, Facebook, or YouTube. From the very young to the very old, everyone listens to radio. Pillow companies, alarm, identity theft, nutrition, insurance, banking, automotive. The list goes on and on. Billion dollar businesses. Why? The answer is radio. The media everyone tunes into. Find out how effective and affordable radio can be for your business. Contact 877-996-4327 or advertise at GCNlive.com.
Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal, which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens, sulfates, silicones, or dyes for a salon-quality hair growth product. Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence. We've created a unique set of polypeptides, which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal hair care system is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Today, Hebo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, the Hebo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea builds corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The Hebo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at shopsupertea.com or call 818-984-6100. That's shopsupertea.com, 818-984-6100, shopsupertea.com. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, Randall, I raised the subject of the end, spoiler alert, of Battlestar Galactica, where they find Earth 100,000 years ago or something, and they land here. Hmm. I wonder if that was in the back of the mind of Ronald D. Moore when he did this series. Oh, very possibly. And I also like uh, the getting back to Terence McKenna, his idea that maybe one way for a galactic civilization to spread throughout the universe is uh, through the the use of uh, very advanced forms of genetic engineering and sending out spores spores of fungi, fungi that will be decide, designed to link up and to change the the cerebrum of a of, of particular species on a given planet the same way that uh, our early ancestors might have a spurred their cognitive evolution by by consuming uh, magic mushrooms that was part of his uh, stone date theory which i think is very interesting and that idea of uh, exploring the galaxy not through the battle battle star galactica or the star wars kind of analogy but through uh, uh, something more radical 
I think that's uh, worth considering because that's one of the problems with I have with ufology. Most of our ideas are rooted in B movies from the 1950s, right? The idea that, yeah, we need to have the aliens coming uh, using some kind of spaceship that either took uh, a long time to came to come here or they came here rather quickly because they know you know hyperdrive or whatever and they came here and they come here to mine or do what we will do in in their place you know which is kind of like a, a recreation of our imperial colonization of uh, western countries in um, the Americas and Africa and Asia. In, and, and we use that in order to try to explain the motivations of an alien species. And then there comes people like Terence McKenna who think in very radical ways and say, well, no, maybe, maybe this uh, alien species wants to expand uh, their scope through the way of mushrooms. You know, and, and he thought that the mushroom was the, the perfect uh, example of, uh, of an alien species that came here millions of years ago and, and it started to alter the landscape in ways that benefited it. And also in, in ways that uh, will create a sim symbiosis with an indigenous species, in this case, uh, human beings. Well, I, I mean... <laughs> I'm not sure that that would go along with your, our standard model of evolution and, and gen, what we know about our genetics. So, you know, like the, they, there's people who well, studied that. We, we, we now know that uh, genes can jump from one species to the other. You know, that's something that uh, has been, I think, is already established in, in modern science. But when, when he was telling these ideas, it wasn't really uh, already accepted. But now I think it's, uh, you know, established in, in, in modern biology. I could be wrong, you know, uh, please look it up. And this idea that uh, we still need to try to understand what happened with our species, why there was such a sudden uh, jumpstart in creativity and, and, and cultural evolution that started around, I don't know, 50,000, you know, 40,000 years ago. It's something that Graham Hancock talks about, how for our first 100,000 years of the history of Homo sapiens, it was very uh, monotonous, very boring, if you wish. You know, the, 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 our ancestors will, were building the same kind of tools, were eating the same kind of foods, were making the same kind of uh, things. But then there was some kind of explosion. And you can see it when they started painting the walls of caves in Europe and, and, and all those other places in Asia. And, and we are even discovering new things now with, the, with the, the, our discovery of other species of humans that we didn't even, even think they were here on this planet. The Denisovans, uh, uh, the, the Homo floresiensis, you know, the, the, the hobbit that, that inhabited uh, the Flores Island. Uh, it's starting to look a lot like, um, like a prehistoric version of Lord of the Rings, if you wish. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, in my opinion, 
these ideas are as valid as the ideas that are pushed by the likes of Giorgio Sukalos, who finds something weird in our history and he goes and jumps and oh here evidence of aliens uh well not not necessarily you know maybe there are other explanations for for it like maybe graham hancock's graham hancock's uh, theory of a previous human civilization or maybe another other explanations the idea that uh, human beings are able to connect with other realms, other 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 levels of existence, other planes planes of consciousness, and maybe those planes of consciousness are inhabited by beings that interact with humans in a number of ways. Maybe uh, inspiring artists, inspiring ph- uh, philosophers, and inspiring scientists uh, scientists in order to to alter the world. And maybe other there are beings in those realms who don't have our best intentions in mind. You know, there's also that possibility. Shamans in all cultures uh, take all this for granted. That yeah, human beings live in the middle world, and there are beings that live in the lower worlds. That those are those beings are dangerous, and there are beings that live in the higher worlds, and those beings are willing to help human beings if we know the means on how to contact them well okay now that's when you know we're taking the red pill there for sure <laughs> <laughs> you know because now we're, we're gonna bunch you know we're, we're talking about a, a whole other realm of existence which kind of brings us back around to how we started the show mm-hmm. and yeah you know there are i mean we're preaching to the audience here strange things happen in the world and it's all not simply just figments of people's minds and imaginations. Now, okay, we can get into the idea of athenogens and hallucinogenics and so on, and I don't think there's any question that when we have a hallucination that is uh, drug-induced, that what's happening is that our brain is producing the illusion. I don't think that we're dealing with an objectively independent reality. I think that's a different concept than sort of the red pill concept, which, of course, as you suggested at the beginning of the show, there's a metaphor for uh, the way that societal structures are. But there's in the movie, it's also a way to move from one construct or reality into an entirely different one that is objective, objectively real. And so that gets us into the ideas of multiverses. And there may be something to that, which I, had, I hadn't really considered that part of it in terms of our evolution. Like, what if, okay, there's another universe out there that is parallel to ours, but maybe three million years in advance of us, and they figured out a way to be able to come through some channel or portal and get here? Maybe. We have to, we have to try to see if we... Uh, 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 if we are talking about the same thing, we, we have to be very careful because uh, not, I'm not necessarily saying that, uh, yeah, if you take uh, some psychedelic or whatever, then you get uh, an altered view of reality. What people are suggesting is that when you take a psychedelic, you alter the chemical process in your brain 
that are designed to interpret reality in a certain given way, in a way that is accepted by the consensus. You know, we have to be very mindful that what you and I uh, consider to be a quote-unquote normal reality is just another hallucination. It's just an hallucination in which you and I agree upon. Well, that's the shared reality, the collective unconscious, maybe. We've got more to come yeah. with Red Pill Junkie. And Gene and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, and like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I would flip-flop all night long, I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Just to throw this out a little bit, sidestep this topic, which we'll go back to. If we were seeded here by spores sent by aliens, would there be any kind of genetic memory of where we came from? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a great, great question, and maybe I guess the the answer could be yes. Uh, uh, there's people who take a very critical view of SETI, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, and I think I'm being one, I'm one of them because I feel their scope is very limited. They're what they're doing. They're searching for uh, electromagnetic radio signals of a given 
advanced civilization or at least advanced enough to send, send those kind of signals and for us to receive them because they think that's what we, that's what we, we will do if we were them, you know? But some people say, wait, what a minute, what if the aliens have other ways to send messages or to send or to store some kind of information that we will be, we will only be able to receive it when we are ready enough to read it. And maybe one place where, you know, the aliens will store such information will be in our own genetic code. Uh, one of the things that uh, scientists were most about when they managed to, to complete the human genome project, which is something that maybe the younger audiences of the podcast will not be aware of, but it was in the 1990s, it was like the biggest scientific enterprise in, in humanity. It was some people compared it to the Apollo lunar missions. You know, all these scientists and institutes that were almost competing because there were government-backed projects and there was also even private. Apropos of nothing, my late brother Wallace Steinberg ran an investment company specializing in genome research in the 90s. He was one of them. He didn't survive long enough to, say, actually finish something, but that's where it was. But we have finished it now. I mean, the whole thing is mapped out. And now they're just yep. trying to figure out exactly, you know, what does what. And yep. they, they still don't know exactly everything exa- about what does what. What they used to call, and you were probably going this direction, so sorry if I'm stealing any of your thunder here. But they keep no. finding that what they thought was this junk DNA exactly. ter- turns out to be something useful and in, in, in most cases, it's turning out to be sort of like an error correction mechanism where if the gene is damaged somehow, this so-called junk DNA can step in and modify and correct it, which is pretty cool. I just yeah. want to interject something here. The reason I say didn't finish, my brother died in 1995. So there was no way for the companies he invested in then to finish, they might have now, but I have no idea which companies they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but exactly. Nowadays, we don't even call them junk DNA. We, uh, I think the standard term is non-coding, non-coding DNA. And yeah, the scientists were appalled that uh, the, gene, the complete genome of a human being was smaller <laughs> than the genome of some worms which is like something that is almost insulting <laughs> to her race. Like, wait a minute, we're supposed to be yeah. more advanced. How, how, how come our genome, genome is smaller? Yeah, somebody and, was saying that we, like, we share something like 70 or 80%, maybe more, I don't know the exact number, but it was a significant amount of exactly the same genetic coding as trees. Exactly. Like, like we're not that different, but the, the, the small differences make a big difference in how things end up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But where we were going with this, uh, I think uh, the suggestion is that maybe somewhere along the way, we might learn from studying our genetics that it is a code. And in that code is messages about our ultimate origin that might give us proof in a physical sense that we're not simply a random product of 
earthly evolution that maybe there is some other mechanism involved that we hadn't yet discovered is that where you were going with that yeah definitely you know i mean one of one of the things that i was saying like sometimes i feel like i go in, in too many tangents don't worry i can i'm pretty good at bringing things back around so <laughs> yeah i think that the, nowadays the concept of panspermia you know the idea that life didn't necessarily originate here on earth but was actually uh, inseminated if we want to use that term from outer space is something that is is a given in modern astronomy uh, we 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 just found organic compounds in a meteor oh yeah sure this it's known that that amino acids are plentiful in space it's just they don't know exactly how it all came together on earth in some way to start to create life and and that part they still have to figure out but somewhere along the way it seems to have happened yeah yeah but uh, obviously then the, the million dollar question is even though organic molecules seem to be spread everywhere in the universe does that mean that complex uh living organisms like ourselves as equally widespread and right now the answer is we don't know getting back to the example of the sci-fi series galactica in the 2004 you know remake of that uh, of, of of that story it was interesting to me to see how whenever they they arrive you know the the survivors of the 12 colonies uh, they arrived to a new planet it was mostly devoid of life you know they will find trees and maybe they will find you know single cell organisms but you know not nothing more than that and there's also that idea that was used in the plot of the re remake of the the earth the day the earth stood still the idea that yeah a planets in which very complex organisms are able to to thrive are actually very rare in our universe and that's something that even Whitley Strieber has mentioned in his in his works and this is something that apparently has been told to him by the visitors well that that would give them a reason to come here because everybody says okay well why would they bother coming here well because exactly like you say you know, mm -hmm. planets like earth are rare there's it's mm -hmm. why go to some planet that doesn't have anything going for it on it and is mostly just you know a dead or relatively uninteresting you know rock in space or gas ball when you mm -hmm. can find something like earth that is teeming with life and culture and and all the things that go along with that that would be much more interesting one would think to an alien race that is curious about other things in the universe. Yeah, I think that's uh, you know you know my 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 stance with regards to the extraterrestrial hypothesis, but that's still a, a, a valid point. You know, they are not coming here to mine our gold or mine our water, since there's more than en enough than that in other places like the asteroid belt. But yeah, and an alien intelligence bent on exploring the universe. If they came here, they will come here because of us, you know, and because of all the, the, the life that is thriving in our, in, in our planet.
Well, I mean, think about it. City's interesting. We brought this up on the show a couple of times recently. They're finding now that the model is now that pretty much every single star that's out there has a planetary system that goes along with it because we've discovered so many planets now around other systems, extrasolar planets, thousands of them, that the model now isn't that there are stars out there that are all by themselves, but that virtually every star has a planetary system. And therefore, out of those, it increases the whole Drake equation to the possibility of intelligent life immensely. And so guys like Seth Shostak, he's saying like, you know, within the next couple of decades, we'll probably find a signal. We'll probably get it. And that's a huge turnaround for a guy like that, you know? We've got a break. Okay. RPJ, Gene, Randall, you're in. The Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. We can all agree these are troubled times, right? So do you know who's on your wireless network? Whether it's a big company selling your data or a foreign hacker, if you're not protected, everybody sees your information. That's why you need Flash Routers, a custom Wi-Fi router created for privacy. Flash Routers uses a virtual private network or VPN to protect your online activity from hackers, trackers, and large corporations. And not just one, but all your devices with one out-of-the-box setup. Plus, Flash Routers also enhances your wireless network performance and unlocks powerful router management tools to let you take total control of your network. Call or click Flash Routers today at 1-866-509-5817 or flashrouters.com. That's 1-866-509-5817 or flashrouters.com. Protect your wireless home network today with Flash Routers. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. 
Hey everyone, Proactive MD has an incredible offer for our radio listeners only. Stay tuned for our exclusive offer that includes a free charcoal pore cleansing brush and free shipping. Proactive MD with prescription strength adapalene can heal and prevent future breakouts. Today, for just $19.95, we're offering listeners the three-piece Proactive MD system with free shipping, plus a free gift, the new charcoal pore cleansing brush. Get this exclusive offer by calling now, 1-800-583-8662, or go to Proactive.com and enter promo code radio. You heard right. Proactive MD plus free shipping and a free gift. The new charcoal pore cleansing brush. You'll get all this for just $19.95 and their 60-day money-back guarantee. You're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or you get your money back. Call now. 1-800-583-8662. That's 1-800-583-8662. Or go to Proactive.com and enter promo code radio. Again, go to Proactive.com and enter promo code radio. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So they're saying like a Shostak will say, maybe we'll discover real alien life 20 or 30 years from now. Is that what he said? But that is like step number seven in getting there about possible alien visitation now it's true like just getting back to before the break Mm -hmm. if that happens then that's where we're going to want to go right that takes us back to just the, the, the point of well you know why would they be interested in us well the same reason we'd be interested in going somewhere because it's there we found the signal we know there's something going on there therefore let's go there instead of somewhere else, right? Sure. It's a motivation. Uh, uh, a species like ours, you know, like uh, curious uh, monkeys that are not too comfortable uh, staying in the same place uh, for too long. But then again, you know, our, our, we like we're saying, we, we share a lot of our DNA with trees, and trees are very happy, you know, staying where they are. You know, yeah, they, they like spreading like all plant life but they're not really uh, interested in moving too much uh but getting back to seti what i really am very annoyed is with all these people like set shostak saying oh yeah maybe 2020 is the year we finally get uh, detect the aliens and i'm sorry but i've been listening to such forecasts since i was in my early 20s and i'm 46 years old by now guys <laughs> Yeah. You know, I, I, I think it's it's high time that people like Seth Shostak will finally admit, you know what, we really don't know how to detect the aliens. You know, we really don't know if our procedures are correct, what we're doing wrong, because we've been doing this for, I don't know, 25 years, and we still don't get a thing. You know, so maybe there is, it's time to refrain 
their methods, you know, maybe it's time to get someone like Terence McKenna, go to Seth Shostak and say, hey, man, what about if you ingest five milligrams of this? <laughs> uh, let's see if now you can talk to the aliens. Well, it'll give you a different perspective, I'm sure. Yeah. Um... Well, it's, well, but it's the idea that maybe they're trying to use bigger and bigger antennas to try to detect the aliens. But maybe what if they instead rely on the most advanced antenna in the planet, which is the human brain? And, and now we can talk about all these ideas that have been flying around currently in, in ufology with regards to the, the Kaudat Putamen, this part of the human brain that seems to be related to, to people who claim the abduction experience. And maybe that could be a way of avenue of trying to see if we can interact with other forms of intelligences instead of trying to see if we now can build a bigger array of antennas in, in oh, okay in, uh, well sorry. all right Let, let's entertain that idea and i think i've, I've done that uh back when christopher o'brien was on the show and i mean you two would be right on the same path i think however one of the things that i would point out and and i you know i have to apologize if i come across as being resistant or skeptical <laughs> but i i do try to be open-minded about the idea and so I, I looked into this and there are people doing exactly like you say they uh they find a substance uh dmt or ayahuasca and they explore the idea of contact while mm -hmm. in that state of mind with aliens and they come back out and they talk about their experiences now okay that's pretty cool but i think what we need to do is in order to verify whether or not that is just sort of an advanced kind of drug induced dream state that's taking place that is generated by the mind mm. or if they're actually having an objective uh in contact with something objectively objectively real that is separate from them and to do that what we'd need from that communication is something objectively verifiable so for example uh if during that experience they could bring back the ideas or the blueprints or the some sort of knowledge that could be independently verified like in the movie contact where okay they get a message we don't know what it is but they're able to build a machine out of it that, and, and the machine, you know what i'm saying managed, yeah but the machine were they never really in the movie they never never really managed to understand if it actually worked remember right yeah there was controversy over it but at least there was blueprints that were verifiable there was oh. a message so you know if someone could do that and they could bring us back okay well this is how we make anti-gravity work we were just told that and they could go build a machine then i'd be inclined to believe that what these experiences are are more than just a subjective just self-generated movie within the person's well, mind okay i don't know about anti-gravity uh but what if what if i told you you know that there's plenty of example of uh psychics who are able to to treat patients maybe even you know surgically operate on them and they manage to cure their their, their illnesses you know is that not valid enough for you uh, well that gets a little bit more complex because then there's often other 
factors involved that a person might say are could be contributing to the outcome whereas something that is very cut and dried like that would be better evidence it's sort of like in the aware studies that i'm not sure if you aren't know about those but it's where they've taken screens with messages in actual operating rooms and put them up out of the view of patients so that if they have an out-of-body experience they yeah. and float up they they would be able to see a, a very unambiguous message and then yeah. when they come come to again if they're able to relate that message to the doctors they can say okay we don't have any other explanation for it yeah and, and i think that uh, those experiments are flawed in the way they were conceived because they never entertained the possibility that the, the things that they needed to put uh, on those experiments, the things that they wanted the, the person that is out of the body, allegedly, to detect, maybe they, they, those subjects need to be uh, emotionally significant to those persons. Otherwise, why, they would, why would they bother? Imagine, imagine yourself, uh, Randall, uh, suddenly you're out of out of your, your body and you're holy no and mm. you're there and you're like experiencing reality in a completely novel perspective you don't care if there's like a, a ruby cube put there that you don't understand but maybe if someone put uh i don't know a photograph of your mother maybe that's the thing that will draw you you know what i mean well, that, that might be helpful, but I mean, pe these patients do describe when they have these experiences yeah. a number of things from the operating room that are fairly mundane in terms sure. of what the people are wearing, what people are yeah. saying, and so on. But none of them have been able to say what this message is. We've so, got a message right now, in fact, four of them, to present to you. Cheating Randall, RPJ, you're in. The Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com.
USA Radio News with Wendy King. As Thanksgiving weekend winds down, 40 million Americans are under winter weather advisories as a major storm approaches. Meteorologist Ivan Cabrera says the upper Midwest will be hit hard. It's further north where we have the precipitation that's going to be falling in the form of snowfall, and it is going to come down heavily, I think, at um, back 12 to 18 inches, certainly likely here across portions of Minnesota and into Wisconsin as well. But notice a sharp cutoff here. So further south, not going to be snow. It's going to be rain and even severe weather potential across the Gulf Coast. Emergency Management Commissioner Deanne Cristobal says things will get messy in New York City. You're going to see snow beginning tomorrow morning. It's going to turn into rain later in the afternoon. It's going to stay rainy then through Monday, but turning back to snow going into late Monday morning, early Monday afternoon. This is USA Radio News. Balance of Nature. Changing the world one life at a time. I'm loving my balance of nature. Since I started, I have not gotten one cold. I kind of fight everything. I get a little tickled, but it goes away. It's just uh, amazing the difference I felt. I want you to know how much I appreciate the uh, counseling and so forth and your attention to your people. I have been a pretty big advocate for the balance of nature. I don't know how many truck drivers have asked me, how in the heck do you keep going at 88, 89 years old? I said, Balance of nature. (laughs) If they want to really enjoy some good health, get on balance of nature. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. For a limited time, you can receive a 30% discount and free shipping on your first preferred order of balance of nature. Call 800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Extendivite really works. Just listen to what Dr. Joe has to say. As you know, I'm one of the doctors um, that uh, Don talks about because four years ago, I was diagnosed with high high blood pressure. Runs in my family on my mother's side. You know, I come from an athletic background. You know, I did a lot of running throughout my life and I did triathlons. When I was trying to run some years back, I was getting short of breath, which is a little bit of a congestive heart failure. The Extendivite, that shortness of breath and that coughing started going away. I was able to run longer and longer distances. And I took a while, though. So now I'm able to do, you know, three and a half miles with my dog. And no problem. I don't stop. Not anymore. So I'm just saying you need to stick with the program. And you've got to change some lifestyle things, too. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend Overs. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Randall, I had to cut you off, and you know why. Go on, please. Because we had messages, and we were talking about messages, and uh, and again, in these experiments... Message, then- message, message whatever the message is should be at least as significant as anything else that these people uh, describe. They describe typically very mundane things. So seeing a message up above where they wouldn't normally be able to see it yeah. uh, shouldn't be that big of a deal. It should, it, I, and yet nobody's been able to do that. And so I, I don't see how it's really flawed in terms of its 
concept, but I can also see, well, actually, you know, I would say that it would be a bad idea to have somebody like a picture of your mother, because that's an image you already have in your mind and you already know about, and therefore your mind could create that in its own right. You need something separate and independent from the person that they haven't seen before in order for the experiment to work. Yeah, what I'm I'm saying is that maybe those experiments will have to consider the, 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 the emotional charge of the objects that uh, they want the person to detect and this is and this is something that i was also allegedly present when the united states government and and stanford research institute was uh, conducting experiments on remote viewing they will find that uh, sometimes they will ask the remote viewer to go and use certain coordinates in order to detect something specific in the experiment and the remote viewer sometimes will fail to do so, but they will nonetheless detect something else that they will feel drawn to, and it will still be a hit. It will right, still like, be yeah, like on an intuitional uh, level. Mm-hmm. And another example is that apparently remote viewers weren't able to actually read documents. That's something that will be extremely helpful. But nonetheless, they were receiving information that was very valid and that was uh, corroborated. So we have to assume that maybe when you are in a in a non-ordinary state of consciousness, Randall and Jean, maybe when you are out of your body, that your mind is not processing information the way that we process information in our waking state of consciousness. Maybe you won't be able to detect, you know, a, a page and breathe from a page of a book, but nonetheless, you will be able to detect things that were of emotional significance. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe when you are, uh, pardon me, my, my very corny analogy, but maybe when you're out of your body, you are seen with your heart and not with your eyes. Mm. Well, people do report visual stimulus as well as how they sure. feel. I, I think there's room in there to include things like intuition. And that's sort of related in a way to something we might think of as synchronicity mm-hmm. as well. It seems exactly. like intuition and synchronicity kind of go together. And to me, these are these kind of clues. And now we go back to the beginning of the show again, that there maybe really is some other realm beyond our normal everyday perceptions that we have some sort of access to that is is limited but nevertheless is real and sure maybe and i guess anyone who's ever done these sorts of uh the drugs that we're talking about they know christopher o'brien would say for example that that you know if unless you've done it you can't really know you can't really explain it it is something that is very different and not only that those realms uh are real but they are more real than this reality that than that this reality when compared to these other realms are like a shadow you know like so this this is the matrix and the real world is something else or or what yeah. i mean what, what are we talking about here we get into things like the mandela effect too as well, well. <laughs> my one of my given assumptions uh, when, when starting this uh, phenomenon is that 
UFOs are real and we are the illusion. <laughs> you know, that UFO, <laughs> UFO, UFOs come from a realm of existence that are more real than this life. That, And this is something that even Jacques Vallée has mentioned multiple times, and even I, I, I questioned him about it, that she explains it this way, that there is a, a, a level of consciousness that exists in a, in a reality for which this reality is just a, a subset, you know? And this sounds a lot like what ancient Gnostics used to say. And I mentioned that to him, but he quickly retorted, yeah, well, so what? Those ancient Gnostics, those were the first philosophers, you know, and, and also the first, in a way, the, the, the precursors of modern scientists, the people who were trying to understand the world beyond uh, our traditional rational senses, you know, using what we now call Gnosis, which is uh, uh, Dean Radin mentions it, mentions it in his book, Real Magic. Gnosis is like knowing from the heart. It's something that doesn't need uh, like a rational explanation in order to, for you to get it. Like, you know that you love your wife, but you, you don't need to prove it with a Venn diagram, right? <laughs> yeah, it's an, it's an interesting part of our human existence that we have those sorts of experiences. And I do think it represents a kind of communication that is objective as much as we feel it subjectively, we know it must exist in other people. And therefore, it's not simply something that's unique to ourselves. Other people have it. I mean, people who say in a relationship, who are like you were just saying, who have been together a long time, they develop connections that just seem to me to be more than sheer coincidence. People can know they get they can get the wave. It's like a like radar love, right? They they know when something is wrong with their child. They can sense it. They can feel it, like in their being. And they and they'll go to the phone and they'll go, "What is going on?" And they'll find out, "Oh my God!" You know, they've just been in a car accident, and they will have no way to know that other than exactly like you're saying. There's this some there's some other process of communication going on. Yeah, hence, hence what I was referring to with these uh, studies made by Sam Pernia, you know, of, of people trying to see if they can detect things uh, when they are out of the body and the operating table. I think that you need to have that emotional charge component in order to create what we could say is some kind of like psychic entanglement, you know, that's when the love of a mother for his, for her child is what makes the connection, the psychic connection possible, the precognition on say of sensing that the child is in danger or that something happened to them. Uh, that's the thing that probably was lacking in those experiments. And that's the thing that maybe we should consider when studying uh, things like the UFO phenomenon. You know, like uh, we are trying to be very rational and very uh, cerebral about it, but we are living behind, you know, this emotional component that probably is one of the missing 
parts of the equation. Well, that's probably also the missing part of what a lot of investigators do, because they consider them external events, like you see a plane in the sky, and they set down the information, they record the information that way. So lots of other details are never asked. And I keep mentioning Mm -hmm. this over and over again about MUFON and other organizations. If they're not open Mm -hmm. to any possibility or more possibilities, they're not getting anywhere. Red, Bill Junkie, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy, lots more coming. You're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. 
We all hear the stories in the news. The good guy uses a gun to protect his family from criminals, and he's the one arrested. The legal system is not fair, and responsibly armed Americans are political targets. So here's how you can take a simple and rewarding journey to complete self-defense confidence. Simply text GCN to 87222 to discover how the USCCA can give you the training, education, legal, and financial protection you need to truly protect the people you love. Don't risk everything and leave your family vulnerable. Now it's time to prepare and protect yourself. So if you're ready to take your next step as a responsibly armed American, you're ready to truly become your family's ultimate protector. Text GCN to 87222. Discover your life-saving USCCA member benefits today. Again, that's text GCN to 87222. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We're back with Red Pill Junkie and Gene Steinberg and Jay Randall Murphy, and we're talking about what might be lacking right now since we talked about UFO research, that we're looking for physical objects, and maybe they are physical, but a lot of the emotional aspects are not being explored because some people find that to be a life-changing experience is that a delusion on their part or something real or something generated by the force involved well gene i think you make a really valid point there and it connects into what you're saying too miguel in that we have this sort of commonality between events like near-death experiences or out-of-body experiences or these very subjective things and what we might otherwise think is a nuts and bolts phenomenon which is a flying saucer but in both cases we don't have the verifiable physical scientifically valid evidence to prove that that's going on it's just as mysterious you know, sure. you would think that if if UFOs are material objects, that by now we really would have something more than some sort of alleged metamaterial, right? Well, maybe yeah. we are not able to visualize their reality. It goes back to the thing in contact where the alien being allegedly came back to the Jodie Foster character, the radio astronomer in the image of her late father with whom she had issues saying that you could not accept our true appearance. So again, we go back to the same thing. We're not seeing what's really there. We're seeing the attempt by an outside force to possibly make themselves visible. But then the other thing is, if that's true, they're trying to make themselves visible, otherwise we would not see them. Why are they doing that? What sense does it make to do it over and over and over again, year after year? Uh, you know, with, with, with regards to the physical uh, nature of the phenomenon, you know, Jacques Vallée makes very valid uh, points when he writes that, yeah, he thinks that there's definitely, their UFOs are definitely physical, but he uses the analogy of a movie projector. A movie projector is, is 
something physical or something tangible, but it's something that is, but the things that emanate from the projector and that are put on the screen, you know, they're not physical in the same sense, you know? So you can believe in a way in the physical existence of the movie projector, but that doesn't mean you are, you are supposed to believe in the physical existence of Godzilla or ET or whatever, you know, thing is coming out of the projector. But if you analyze the analogy really well, what he is saying is also that the screen in which the, the Godzilla and ET are projected is also, you know, not uh, really real. You know what I mean? Or, or, or rather, the screen is a, 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 a plane, a 2D plane in which these things are projected. So we are, are the ones that are inhabiting the screen. We are also, you know, like not as, as physical as the movie projector. The movie projector exists outside of the dimension of the screen in which we are all embedded. I don't know if that made, made any sense. Yeah, but. okay. With that, well, I mean, there's a couple of things wrapped up in there. There's the whole concept of mind-body duality. But then yes. there's also the idea of uh, holograms. It may be the case, and we've talked about this a number of times now, that a lot of this mysterious behavior on the part of what we assume to be a physical craft may be simply what they want us to see because they are literally yes. not just at like not just an analog but creating uh, uh, a holographic illusion of a craft yes. or what their craft looks like like some sort of cloaking device that can change that can emit different shapes and make it look like it's something it's not yeah active and, camouflage yeah and that hologram if we want we want to use that analogy maybe during during very brief moments are as tangible and as solid as we are right and therefore they are able to leave impressions on the ground they are able to be detected by radar they are able to uh, cause uh, alterations on vegetation they are able to produce enormous amounts of radiation that affect the soil that affect the fauna and that affect the witnesses as well, you know, then, and getting back to the cases that Pelé investigated in Brazil, where people were affected by these objects that they will call the chupas, you know, and they were so concerned about it that even the Brazilian government, uh, the Brazilian military investigated those cases. And to my knowledge, most of that uh, information has never really been revealed, at least not uh, in Western English-speaking ufology. We're going to explore UFO cases in Brazil in connection with a new book published by Philip Mantle's Flying Disc Press next week. But the key is here, if we're seeing these UFOs in different forms, and they are projections, maybe we're contributing to what we see, that shows intent. If they can hide themselves, they wouldn't even be seen. If they mm. have their Romulan cloaking device or whatever the equivalent, they'd be invisible to us. As soon as they become visible, if it's something that has to be done deliberately, 
that implies intent. They want to be seen. Exactly. And that's a really good point, Gene. I think a lot of people overlook like if, if they're doing and if they're doing that, there must be an intent. So what is the intent then? What does the behavior imply? What do you think, Miguel? Well, the, the, this is when I feel that uh, Jacques Vallée uh, theory of the control system is still the most valid one. That is some kind of conditioning program. And it, it is designed in a certain way to have uh, periods of, of high activity and then followed by, by intervals of silence and then o- other time, another period of activity. And those periods are not uh, very regular. In fact, they, are, they have to be irregular because that is a way in which you get... Uh, the most efficient amount of conditioning or, or, or you manage to to more effectively make the, the, the lesson learned. Now, what's the lesson that we're going to learn? It, it's difficult to say, you know, maybe you, you will have to, to study uh, the evolution of human cultures throughout, throughout the centuries. Uh, you know, there's definitely uh, you know, perhaps this idea of of pushing humanity towards uh, a concept of monotheistic uh, religions and some kind of a structure, structured uh, hierarchical societies. You know, in which there are uh, people on top and people people on the bottom. Uh, maybe that was part of the of, of the control system, you know. Maybe that was that was part of the the objective, uh, and, and and conducing to creating creating uh, a global civilization, you know, like ours. Because in the past, civilizations were very insular; they were very like uh, like developing in a certain area and blooming and then disappearing. And right now our civilization has managed to encompass the whole planet and even, you know, probably could be spreading outside of the planet in in a few centuries, you know, with, with, with thanks to Elon Musk and his plans to colonize Mars. Maybe that's, that was uh, part of the plan all along. Well, th- that's really interesting. Uh, and, you know, I know for our audience here, we're getting out into speculation. We're bouncing ideas around. This is part of just the fun that we have on the show, talking about this yeah. stuff, because it is really interesting. We're not claiming necessarily that this has happened or that's the case. We, I, I think we'd all agree that there's something going on. We're just not sure what it is. But what your story reminds me of is another sci-fi series that is getting kind of dated now and its effects are kind of, you know, they're rudimentary, but it's called Babylon 5. Let's go into that more to come. We've got a lot more discussion in the final third of this episode. RPJ, Gene and Randall, you're in the Paracast. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast 
things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with Reputation Defender. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with Reputation Defender. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with Reputation Defender. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, Babylon 5, that was a sci-fi TV series created by J. Michael Straczynski, who's also gone on to do comic books and such. And he was one of the producers of Sense8 on Netflix. In any case, working with the people who directed The Matrix. Isn't that interesting? But you're saying the concepts, of course, I think were more advanced than most sci-fi shows on TV. And maybe that hurt its total audience. But as you say, it's dated in what respect? Well, the special effects are, are getting kind of old now, but yet the, I think it's relevant to the discussion because, Miguel, like you were saying, maybe their intent is to sort of guide society in a particular way. And, of course, in Babylon 5, you have these alien races that have been doing exactly that with humanity kind of from the shadows for the most part until we reached a certain stage in our technological evolution where we made contact with the, what they call the Vorlons, which would be sort of the analogy to the maybe the good guys we think at first. And then the shadows are kind of the evil ones. And the whole control system is that the, the shadows believe that our evolution was better facilitated by struggle and suffering and challenges that normally we would consider bad things, but that made us stronger. Whereas the the Vorlons were more about enlightenment and uh, following their particular version of what they believe 
is the way to evolve into the future. So mm, this whole control system seems to actually be kind of like that. We've got this alien something presence in our world that is driving us to think in certain ways. We've got on one hand, we've got the ones treat the planet better, be better to each other, be kinder, stop building nuclear weapons, and so on. And then we've got the reptilians who are supposedly, you know, these uh, in our governments controlling our states of affairs. Interesting situation, eh? Back many years ago in the 50s and 60s, one former sci-fi editor, controversial sci-fi editor, who, by the way, his name became a comic book character, Ray Palmer. Okay. Ray Palmer said, flying saucers are here to make us think. And that summarizes sort of what you said there. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, one of the most valid ideas in ufology. The, the idea that the whole purpose of the phenomenon is to make us think and make us reconsider our notions about reality, you know, to remind us, you know, once in a while, it's kind of like a memento mori or memento absurdum, you could, we could say that, remember, you know, you really don't understand anything about the world, you kids. It's something like uh, Dennis McKenna mentions when he had an experience during an ayahuasca session and he felt himself like being the size of a drop of water inside of a plant. And he managed to experience the whole process of photosynthesis and evaporation of the water and then going outside of the plant and observing the majesty of all the life that existed in the rainforest. And he had a very distinctive message that he felt was being given by an intelligence outside of him. And the message was, remember, you monkeys only think you're running things. <laughs> and that to me was it's something that has always stuck with me. At the same time, the, the level of humor in, 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 injected in the message, also certain arrogance, certain superiority, like, remember, you are less than ants. In this scheme of things, you're, you think you're in control. You, re- you really aren't. There's something else that is running things. Oh, and, you know, oh, there, that is so valid. I mean, how, the whole illusion of control. So mm-hmm. many people are just hung up on control and think that, that we make decisions and that we are essentially in control of our destiny. But when it comes down to it, it all seems like an illusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, in, in, in our Western culture, uh, the thing that uh, we are taught to value the most is our individuality. You know, the idea that, yeah, we are here, we are our consciousness, I, I am I, there is no one else like me, and I have to think of number one first and foremost. Uh, but there's, that's not the way that other cultures function you know and maybe that's not the way that we should maybe there's something that we should try to move away in the future in order to survive uh there's a really interesting lecture given by grant morrison i I think it was given in the year 1999 or 2000 and at the disinfo conference in which he said that the ultimate 
uh, outcome of individuality is neurosis, right? The, um, all of us uh, <laughs> being too worried about ourselves and then, then having to cope with, with our individuality and then how we cope with it. We, we cope it with drugs, we cope it with antidepressives, and they don't really do the job. And maybe, well, maybe trying to think that our individuality is not that big of a deal could be a more sensible way forward. Like even one of our main worries as sentient beings that are, are aware of our own death, that our future death, is we're worried that our individuality will be able to persist after our physical bodies cease to. And maybe that's not the way that happens, you know, that maybe we, sh we should think of consciousness as some kind of like big wave and we are like small bits of foam riding the crest for just a little while. Sorry. Okay. Please continue. Don't let me cut you off there. Just finish <laughs> that thought because we're, we're so on the same parallel path there. These little bits of foam riding the crest. But just for a little while, and then the, the wave uh, recedes into the ocean and, and the foam ceases to exist, but it's still part of the ocean, still part of the water, you know? Okay, this is really cool because that's essentially very much the way that I look at the issue of consciousness. And again, we've got a whole thread on this on the forum that is goes into a lot of these concepts in quite some detail. But the ocean, then, in this analogy, when we were talking about control, is so large that if we're just in a little boat or something like that on the ocean... We get this illusion that we've sort of got some control over it, but we don't. It is so large and so deep that we're just lucky to be up there floating on the surface. And so I kind of use that same analogy about the wave that consciousness is this disturbance just on the surface and that we're kind of like surfers maybe instead of foam where where we have a little bit of choice maybe you know which way to go and experience what it's like to ride that wave mm -hmm. but ultimately it's part of the ocean that we don't have control of, and it's going in a direction that we don't have any control of. We just ride that wave until it breaks on the shore, and then that ride is over, and we fall asleep, and the next day we wake up and we get back on it, and we try our best to, to stay afloat. Yeah, exactly. You know, More and more, exploring all these ideas about consciousness, about you know, entertaining the idea of panpsychism, that everything is endowed with a certain amount of consciousness, not just on the micro level, you know, that maybe thinking, well, maybe an electron has a, a, has a very primitive and very limited amount of consciousness, but maybe even something like a star. There's something that Rupert Sheldrake is, is, is explores in, in, in one of his latest books. What if our sun is, is also conscious? <laughs> you know, and to the sun, we will be, you know, just less than mosquitoes, you know, because of the amount of time or the, le or the small amount of time that a human being exists on this planet with compared to the billions of years that our, that our sun has existed. We are exploring the frontiers of reality. With RPJ, Gene, and Randall, you're in The Paracast.
the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hey guys, it's Sue Cosner, your favorite sexual health expert, with another version of Ask the Pro. This month, I got a letter from Sandy in Seattle about an explosive bedroom secret she and her husband recently discovered. She writes... Dear Sue, my husband and I used to have a great life in the bedroom, but in the last few years, he has struggled. He's tried about everything, but nothing has worked. Then one day he came home and gave me a night I will never forget. He told me about this secret formula, Noxitril, that changed our life in the bedroom once and for all. Wow, Sandy, you beat me to it. I recommend Noxitril to every guy that struggles in the bedroom. It's the only one. Noxitril is all natural and works to increase blood flow fast. It's like that little blue pill on steroids. Noxitril has a special free bottle offer shipped discreetly to your door. To find out how to get your bottle of Noxitril, call 800-421-0954. 800-421-0954. Get your free bottle for a limited time. Call now. 800-421-0954. 800-421-0954. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. And data rates may apply. Help! Seriously, I'm too young for hair loss. My hairline keeps creeping back. Receding? I got this bald spot. Uh, it's thinning everywhere. I'm gonna have to give up and shave it. Dude. Put down the razor, because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, is about to give you your real hair back permanently. Don't ignore the signs of hair loss. Bosley is giving away an absolutely free information kit that reveals all the signs and a free gift card to anyone who texts KIT88 to 85850. Bosley will show you for free how great your hair could look. Using the latest technology, Bosley's solution to hair loss is permanent and protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Plus, since Bosley has new non-surgical options, you owe it to yourself to text now for an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off, no matter what level of hair loss you have. Text KIT88 to 85850. K-I-T-88 to 85850. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So to the sun, as RPJ says, perhaps we're no more than bugs. Mm-hmm. And not well, really conscious at all. The Egyptians used to worship the sun. It was a god. It was thought of as a living thing. Maybe there's some truth to that. We, we get into the, This is really interesting that you should bring this up, the idea that maybe even electrons might have some element of consciousness, because one of the things we've been bouncing back and forth on the consciousness thread on our forum is the idea that consciousness exists in quanta, just mm. like light is a particle or it could be a wave that maybe consciousness is the same sort of thing and that mm-hmm. when enough of it is gathered together and becomes coherent then it manifests itself in the experience that we have in life and interesting like a lo- locus into the sea of consciousness that, that manages to emerge for a given amount of time and and depending of how big that that locus is is how big the, ma- the amount of consciousness of a given being, right? Right. Yeah. Like uh, we, one of the things, and of course, the guys on the farm, they really don't like it when I use this analogy because they've heard it so many times. But I, I look at it kind of synonymously to electromagnetism. We know that the EM fields exist uh, even at very small levels, but unless they're organized in a way that is coherent, it doesn't manifest on the macro scale. But when you put things together in the right way, you get copper and you get the right kind of windings and you apply the electricity in a certain manner, all of a sudden we get an electromagnet that can pick up things like cars Mm -hmm. with an invisible force. It's not like the electromagnetism was never there. It's just been channeled in a way that makes it apparent in our larger world. Well, you know, we're talking about fo- uh, fundamental forces in physics now, you know, the, the, the bigger elements of nature. Obviously, uh, we know that physicists are, are uh, striving to find out what dark matter is. Uh, maybe they're looking in the wrong place. Again, like, like SETI, they're trying to find uh, radio signals from from the aliens and and the astrophysicists are trying to find the uh, the true component of dark matter well what if dark what if consciousness is dark matter what if consciousness is the thing that manages to bind uh the universe together and yeah i know that sounds exactly like the force in star wars but but that's because (laughs) george lucas was using taoist and eastern philosophy in order to create his mythology and that's why the mythology has managed to survive for more than 30 35 years and will persist to exist after you guys and i are no longer here to watch the movies well, that would imply that consciousness is a physical thing that has that can be measured, and you know, of course, thing, in, that it, consciousness is the the thing that for which the physical universe emerges from, not the other way around. No, that would be like subjective idealism, which I find really kind of hard to to go with personally. But you know that 
I mean, that, uh, there's there's a couple of levels there. I mean, that would either imply that we are the product of some larger consciousness and yep. not actual real beings in and of ourselves, which I, I don't particularly buy because I think that we are independently real beings with our own thoughts and minds. And then if we go that route, well, all the evidence suggests that us as individuals, as beings, as a species on this planet, have only been on this planet for, uh, you know, a few million years, well, maybe a few tens of millions of years, but compared to the age of the universe, we really haven't been around that long. So what yep. are we saying that until we came along, none of the universe exists because our minds didn't exist in order to make it a reality? That just seems way too absurd to me. I, I tend to think, no, the earth was here long before we were. Sure. And like you say, because we, you, you put ourselves in this scheme of things, like in the pinnacle of consciousness, and I'm not saying that at all. Like if we, we, we were just speculating a few minutes ago of whether the sun was conscious. And now imagine, imagine the cells in your body as being conscious. And you, would you think that the, the antibodies in your bloodstream you told them no, just just a, a tiny part in a larger in a larger organisms. They will say, "Get get out of here!" You know that's not the case. Um, we're not. We maybe from our perspective, we will th think of that as insulting. But for, for people's uh, proponents of the Gaia hypothesis, you know, of 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 seeing the way that uh, energy and life organizes itself into larger and larger structures the same way could be with consciousness so there is a there is a what we're, i guess what we're saying is there's a primordial level of consciousness uh, and from that there are you know beings like us like are, are, are a soft product of consciousness but that primordial primordial level of consciousness uh is the one from from which the material physical universe emerged from. And this is something that, I don't know, resonates with uh, probably all the ancient religions, even with, even with Christianity. You know, you read the, the Gospel of St. John. In the, at the beginning was the Word. You know, in the beginning was the Logos, the idea. From the idea, from the, from the primordial sea of consciousness emerged all that there is. And from, from that primordial sea of consciousness emerged beings like us that are able to be aware of this, that are able to be just like that, that little, little bits of foam in the way for a little bit and say, oh, I'm just a little bit of this ocean, you know, for a little while. And then we turn to it and, and and the sea of the sea of consciousness maybe you know in another few billion years will create another universe you know another heartbeat in the, i can the, see how how that could make sense if if we go with the whole idea that consciousness is fundamentally composed of some sort of quanta that we would call consciousness because it is a fundamental part of nature and when we get to that level we we don't know how to explain the fundamental forces and the science doesn't know it we might think it knows because we're yeah. good at it we're we're sort of good at figuring out what the rules are but we ultimately don't know what say imparts we, a, a yeah. particle with gravity like it's just we, ha it's just there 
We have and to, we, yeah, we, we have to be very mindful that we are trying to explain these things with our current level of, 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 of physics, our current, you know, work with our current scientific jargon. And maybe in order to actually explain it, we will need to create like 10 new fields of science, right? That's a good time to break it because we always seem to think, and this goes back to the, someone in the patent office said more than a hundred years ago, everything has been invented. We always seem to think that we're far more advanced than we really are. Red Pill Junkie, Gene Steinberg, Jay, Randall Murphy, you're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. As Thanksgiving weekend winds down, 40 million Americans are under winter weather advisories as a major storm approaches. Meteorologist Ivan Cabrera says the upper Midwest will be hit hard. It's further north where we have the precipitation that's going to be falling in the form of snowfall, and it is going to come down heavily, I think, at um, back 12 to 18 inches, certainly likely here across portions of Minnesota and into Wisconsin as well. But notice a sharp cutoff here. So further south, not going to be snow. It's going to be rain and even severe weather potential across the Gulf Coast. Emergency Management Commissioner Deanne Cristobal says things will get messy in New York City. You're going to see snow beginning tomorrow morning. It's going to turn into rain later in the afternoon. It's going to stay rainy then through Monday, but turning back to snow going into late Monday morning, early Monday afternoon. This is USA Radio News. Got an old car? You can donate it, whether it's running or not, to the United Breast Cancer Foundation and save a life. They'll even come and pick it up for free. The United Breast Cancer Foundation has saved hundreds of women's lives through their free or low-cost breast screen exams. But now they need your help. The United Breast Cancer Foundation wants to save more lives through early detection by offering women free or low-cost breast screening exams. And donating your old car, SUV, or truck, whether it's running or not, helps pay for them. Plus, you get a charitable tax deduction. Help the United Breast Cancer Foundation save lives by donating your old car, SUV, or truck. Call now for free pickup. 800-280-2144. 800-280-2144. 800-280-2144. 
Call right now. That number again is 800-280-2144. How would you like to hit the range tomorrow with a brand new gun? Because the United States Concealed Carry Association wants to give you a free gun right now. That's right, completely free. The USCCA is here to give every responsibly armed American the education, training, legal, and financial protection they need. And today, they're giving you not one, but four free chances to win $1,000. Simply text GCN to 87222 to get entered now, and you'll get four free chances to win $1,000 for any gun you want. Text GCN to 87222 and get entered today. But remember, these free guns won't be around forever, and you can't win if you don't enter. So don't miss out. Just text GCN to 87222 and get your four free chances to win now. That's GCN to 87222. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So even now with quantum mechanics and all this stuff, we think we're pretty far along the evolutionary path. And maybe we're just beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe we'll never cease to maybe we'll journey will 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 never cease. You well, know, maybe uh, that's maybe that's something to, to to hit on here. I'm so glad we've got you as a guest today because you are into talking about all this way out there on the fringe stuff. Not everybody goes that far. Like Gene says, you know, Mufon will talk about sighting here, sighting there. This was seen, that was seen, and and that's it. But this stuff that we're talking about, this really digs down into what I would call sort of a deeper level of exploring the possibilities of what we're dealing with maybe how about this idea that when we get into topics like consciousness we don't know what it is and there's there's a branch of philosophy that says we may never know just like you were saying gene maybe what's going on with the aliens is that they're trying to figure it out too and that and they're looking at us and maybe it's the case with them that Let's say that, like, going back to the Battlestar Galactica, what if they're some sort of a, a, a race of machines, something, something intelligent, an AI or something like that? Now, intelligence and consciousness are two entirely separate things. Yes. We don't know that we can build a supercomputer and that it will be conscious, even if it's really intelligent, because we don't know that microchips and the way that they're designed can facilitate the emergence of consciousness in just the same way that you have to build, you know, back to the electromagnet thing, you have to build an electromagnet in a certain way in order to get magnetism to manifest itself. You can't use, say, fishing line to wrap the coil. It just won't work, right? So maybe you can make a supercomputer with a whole bunch of microchips, but it just won't happen. But that doesn't mean it won't be intelligent. And then they come along and see us. And we start talking about this experience, what it's like to be a human being. And they're going, what is that? What are they talking about? And so they start studying us to 
try and figure out what we mean by this experience that we call consciousness and do all these weird things and create all these weird scenarios in order to see how we behave because they don't get it any other way. We, if we didn't have consciousness, maybe we would behave more simply like a machine. But because we have consciousness, we have these other related things like intuition and experience and feelings that drive our behavior in a different way than they would expect. Who knows? I mean, what do you think of that? Uh, when you start talking about that, uh, it reminded me of when I was younger and I used to read and Rice's vampire novels in the 1990s. And it wasn't just about uh, cool 19th century vampires uh, sucking blood and living forever. They were also touched upon deep philosophical and religious uh, concepts. One of them was the idea that maybe the reason why God created the universe in the first place is because he wanted to find out where he came from. (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, that's the idea, you know, that, that the, the reason why consciousness wanted to, to uh, create the universe is in order to uh, explore uh, reality. Uh, its own existence. From, from its own existence, from a, from a, a billion vantage points, a billion uh, points of view, the point of view of me, Red Bull Junkie, the point of view of Randall, the point of view of Gene, of Gene Steinberg, and otherwise, you know, it's, it's there's, Fascinating. Th- there's a stagnation, you know, there's no growth. That could explain a lot, really. Like, like we're, you know, getting back to the whole red pill, the matrix, and so on. I remember when I was watching the movie thinking that the whole thing is a matrix. It's not just that, that there's the world created by the machines, but exactly. then, there's this, then there's this point where the machines come after them in the real world, and somehow Neo is able to yeah. st- stop them with his mind. And at that point, I thought, and they didn't go this direction. I don't know if they ever will, but I couldn't help but think, what if the whole thing is a simulation, the machine world and everything else, too? We have here the machines being created as simulation, which therefore creates another simulation, us, but it can go at higher and higher levels. And we have Mm -hmm. no idea what those are. Of course, some of the so-called channelers or contactees also say that the beings with which they're in contact say we are growing to achieve higher levels of existence and maybe in a rough way that's what they mean Mm -hmm. yeah i mean you go into and and read spiritualize the the, the texts you know the the things that uh, mediums allegedly receiving from discarnate entities and this is the idea that, uh, yeah, the, the reason why spirits go and inhabit uh, the physical world is because they, they inhabit this space in which time, in this realm in which time and space don't really exist, right? The eternal now, we could call it. And yeah, they, they live in this place of eternal release, but in that place, nothing really happens. The only way in which there can be evolution in the universe is when you clothe yourself in matter and you submit yourself to the restrictions of time and space, to the, the power of entropy, 
to you know deteriorate well that uh, makes your, perfect sense doesn't it if this is all some yeah. sort of a construct generated by some you know for lack of a better term some sort of supercomputer or something like that yeah. uh, because from the perspective of of that machine there is no distance there is right. no space mm-hmm. there there isn't even really any time until the construct has been created and then then it'll be running you know like a program for a certain amount of time and that's when everything all of that would come into existence and yet if you were part of that simulation like it looks let's say we are then you would maybe run into a number of these paranormal what we call paranormal phenomena where Time doesn't necessarily seem to work quite like it should sometimes. You get this, the glitches yes. in the matrix, right? right? So, and and you get things like I was just, I was on this uh, site and I was talking about back in the 70s when two friends of mine and I, we went through what I would later learn paranormal researchers called uh, some kind of a dimensional portal. And to this day, it seems like I've, I came from, and I know this is going to sound crazy to everybody, but it sounds like I came from a parallel universe. It was almost like this one, but not quite. Mm-hmm. But, as, but if the universe is made out of multiple universes, right. there are ways that maybe you can cut and paste things from one into the other or provide a channel and you can drag and drop, right? And maybe that's how those things would manifest in our world as some kind of a portal or something. You know, when you talk about that, I think of my own life where I remember things in a certain way. That's how it happened. I go back later, not quite. Could I have experienced it a different way when it happened? That's the whole Mandela thing that people talk about, where they suggest that maybe what happened is people do get transferred. We have stories, you know, where people say that, and I, I don't know the exact story, but you've, I've heard them, you know, a person will be driving along a road and all of a sudden they'll come upon a village and it looks like it's full of, you know, 17th century villagers. And it looks like they've just gone into a movie set and then they, they, they wander around for a while. They, they go out, try to go back to the place, never existed. It wasn't there. It's not on any map, nothing. Sounds like a typical episode of something like Outer Limits or Twilight Zone. That was rebooted for CBS All Access. Anyway, we didn't have Rod Serling, so the show doesn't mean much. Red Pill Junkie, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy, Are We Real? Strawberry Fields, Nothing Is... No. Anyway, you're in... The listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. 
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug-out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. When you have a pain in the neck, Ugh. a real pain in the neck, back, shoulder, or legs, you now have two convenient choices to get fast relief without taking another pill. Because now... Sunny Bay heating wraps and pillows are available at both Amazon and Walmart. Yes, see Sunny Bay's four and a half to five star customer reviews on Amazon.com or Walmart.com. Our microwavable heat wraps, heatable neck pillows, and extra large body wraps are designed better for perfect support where and when you need it. Even while driving, Sunny Bay wraps will not burn and stay balanced to provide soothing hot or cold therapy to help treat temporary or chronic pain. And the best part, Sunny Bay quality products started under $20. Join thousands of happy customers and see why Sunny Bay products have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. It's easy. Click Amazon or Walmart and search today for Sunny Bay. Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Anyway, we're not real, therefore it doesn't matter what we do. 
Then we have the theories by some people in the U.S. field that this other force, ET, whatever, is genetically mating with us hybrid beings that will soon take us over. But that's the paranoia of the answer. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... uh... Well, maybe it's part of this consciousness study. They figure if they can get our genetic material in and make some kind of hybrid, that that they'll they'll suddenly gain the ability that we have to perceive the world in the way that we experience it, whereas they don't. You know, maybe that's what that's about. Kind of fits. Maybe, although, I don't know. I have reached a point in my study of these phenomena in which I feel that a lot of the the theories and a lot of the ideas that were spawned by uh, Bud Hopkins and David Jacobs with, with regards with so-called alien abductions and in, are in need of our, a, a very deep revision. Revision, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he might be right. They were pushing a certain ideology that was injected into the field that propelled the field of ufology into what you're saying and to a level of paranoia that was not very healthy and maybe cost us at least two decades of serious study and even managed to infect. It was like a virus, this paranoia that... that uh, caused- you're starting to sound like Agent Smith. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I do think that the idea of memetic viruses that infect whole populations and, and, and create a sense of collective paranoia is something that we should we need to consider. Think about what happened to John Mack, who got into that abduction whirlwind and not for the better. Uh, you read Jacques Vallée's uh, accounts of meeting him and how he behaved, and it didn't sound like a very happy man. It sounded like someone who was deeply conflicted by what he was trying to do, trying to, he thought that his credentials would be enough to legitimize the field of alien abduction. And sadly, that wasn't the case at all. In fact, Harvard was about to remove his tenure and the the amount of stress in which he was living, you get the feeling that his death, his accidental death when he was crossing the streets of London and he didn't watched and the right way with the traffic was almost inevitable you know by, by the way in which it was tragic really it was tra- because he was a person who really i believe honestly tried and one of our other guests that we've had on from time to time that gene knows david halperin uh, reminded us about the connection between mac and his i believe it was his jewish heritage gene mm-hmm. I remember vaguely something of that nature, because David Halperin is a scholar of Judaic studies. Right. I I know that we must be coming up close now towards the end of this show. I want to ask you, Miguel, what sort of experiences have you had? Like, you you know, a number of people have had strange experiences. Tell us about a couple of yours that have sort of driven you towards thinking the way that you do, if you've had any. Well, obviously, like many people interested in this field, I've had my fair share of synchronicities, of sometimes finding things in my my studies in a way that 
seem beyond coincidental, like watching the documentary Witness of Another World, directed by Alan Stevelman, and the next day, the very next morning, finding something in the journals of Jacques Vallée that reminded me immediately about that movie, and then finding another connection that seemed to bind those things together in a very incredible way. And then, then I've also had experienced lucid dreamings that happened when I was uh, younger, when I was in my 20s and I was reading Carlos Castaneda's books and I was reading about this idea of going into this dreaming state and I put it to the test and guess what? It worked. And that was something that shook me to my core, the idea of being in a dream state but being fully conscious. It's like being transported into an alien world, an alien world that is inside your own head. It really put into question my notions of reality and i don't know other things yeah i've seen a few things in the sky that i couldn't really identify so i guess there were ufos but nothing really that dramatic not in that in, in that sense i'm still waiting to have my close encounter experience i probably will never get it and that's fine but i think that nonetheless the world is full of these glimpses like you say, maybe glitches in the matrix that are designed to remind us that what we think of ourselves, what we think about the world, is just a very limited model. And the world is really bigger than that model. And ourselves, we are also bigger than what we think we are and what society tells us that we are, you know, that we are part of the universe and the universe observing itself and the universe may be just an atom into an even larger universe. Do you find that synchronicity plays into your artwork at all? Oh, for sure. For sure. The, mo the, most, the more you pay attention to them, the more frequent they become until they are almost commonplace. You know, uh, there are the little you know, little asynchronicities, and then there are the real wow synchronicities that really shook, shake you up and propel you into different directions. Just before we get done with the show, uh, make sure you let us know where some people can find some of your artwork as well. Thank you. Well, they can check my artwork at my own personal website, absurdbydesign.com. Uh, that's where I, I, I post uh, commissions or illustrations. I'm open to commissions or, or if you have some design project that maybe I can help you with. And uh, obviously, there also can check out my articles at the Daily Grail, www.dailygrail.com. Uh, I also occasionally write for Mysterious Universe, mysteriousuniverse.org. And I've been lucky enough to be invited in podcasts like here, the podcast and other podcasts. Uh, I'm sure that you, you've Googled my name. You, you, you might find interviews that will be as interesting as this was. Well, of course, we feel honored when you decide to come here. And it's just too easy to get you on. Maybe you like talking with us. I sure hope so. Well, oh, yeah, was this was yeah, a lot of fun for sure. Awesome. You know, you can find us on Twitter if you look for the Paracast. 
I know that some of the Twitter remarks get taken too seriously and we can't compete with that, but we try. We're also on Facebook. We have two Facebook areas, the community and the group. One day in the far future, we're going to find out how we can combine them without losing the content. Or maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. Now, I should mention here that for subscribers of the Paracast Plus, last week's episode featured not only our UFO update with William Puckett, and that will be this, this week too, but RPJ, Red Pill Junkie, the one and only, was there for further discussion. I would call that part one of this episode if you want to hear it. It went on for quite a bit of time. Just truly fascinating. So what is a Paracast Plus? Well, it's a way that we offer you an enhanced version of this show free of the network ads. We also offer the After the Paracast podcast. We featured some musical renditions from the one, the only J. Randall Murphy, and there will be more features. So stick with us. Subscriptions start at just $1.50 a week. We offer monthly, annual, five years in lifetime. We're in our sixth year, by the way, of Paracast Plus. And get this. The new address for Paracast Plus is theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Miguel, thank you for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you, guys. This was a really exciting, all-encompassing conversation. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast. <laughs>